Thank you for checking out the Think Law podcast. But did you know you can dig even deeper? My first book, Thinking Like a Lawyer, a framework to teach critical thinking to all students, is now available on Amazon or many of your favorite book websites. So please check it out and be a part of our critical thinking revolution. Welcome to the Think Law Podcast with Colin Seal, where we challenge you to imagine a world where critical thinking is no longer a luxury good and equip you with the powerful but practical tools to make that possible in our schools, in leadership, and in our homes. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Think Law Podcast. My name is Colin Seal. And if you know the deal, then you know that I'm real. I'm not a burglar, so I never could steal. But I make sure I got the whole game kind of licked like a stamp and it's sealed and it's delivered. I'm cold, I make you shiver. I'm old, never that. But I got a little gray, I might say, what am I doing? What in the world am I doing? This is a podcast about critical thinking, but I open it up just coming up with raps off the top of my head. That seemed completely random. But if you think about the value of being able to think on the top of your head, putting together thoughts that seem a little bit random, it's actually getting us to a point that is the focus of today's episode. And that point is, can freestyle rapping help you think on your toes? And this process of thinking on your toes is something that I want to be clear about, there's another episode that we did talking about the value of wait time and the patience and understanding that comes from actually stopping and pausing and getting into this habit, right? This critical thinking disposition where you're able to actually process and and, and, and really weigh evidence in a much more critical and purposeful fashion. But that's not always real life. That is not always real life. When you think about, you know, officers that are out there on the street, like if they're faced with a situation, they're making split decisions. If you start thinking about folks that are in healthcare, they've got to figure out things on the spot. I think about being a parent, particularly a first time parent when our first child And we would sit there and something would happen and we're like, what in the world are we going to do? At some point, WebMD was no longer helpful and we had to make on-the-spot judgment calls. I think about my first year of being a teacher. It was essentially a workshop of thinking on my toes. I haven't seen this problem before because I have zero experience. What do I do? How do I figure this thing out? I don't have time to think about it. Because this kid is bleeding right now. This kid is thrown up right now. Right now, I have a kid that's sitting in the fetal position underneath his desk, and he's in seventh grade right now. And I'm trying to get to lunch. What am I going to do? So this idea of freestyle rapping. And by freestyle rapping, I'm talking about my favorite genre of music and one of the purest forms of critical thinking out there. Right? When we think about freestyle and the history of hip-hop starting in the Bronx and spread all throughout the world, one of the most amazing things to see, and if you follow me on Facebook, if you look at the actual personal Colin Seal page and you're one of our people in our audience, you know, you'll see that just about every Friday, myself, MC Daddy D, and my daughter, MC Rosie Rose, 
we we'd go on there and we start just rapping about whatever people put in comments about whatever. And sometimes people say, this is a little bit random that this kid who is sitting here and talking about closing the critical thinking gap is modeling something that he used to do on the corner with his friends in Brooklyn. But what I want to talk to you about is the connection between freestyle rapping and thinking on your toes. Because like I say all the time, my journey of growing up in the struggle, growing up as a kid that was on free and reduced lunch, taking a train an hour and a half each way to get to, to my high school, and just really navigating the things that people would normally call tough. The success that I've experienced in life isn't despite that. It's 100% because of that. It's because, not despite. And when I think about this because, not despite, this example of freestyle rapping is a huge, huge way to get there. So if I start realizing that in meetings, when we're sitting around and I have this idea, and people are like, wow, like that, that was a great idea. And the, I'm able to impress, you know, some of the higher ups to be like, wow, like that, that Colin kid is coming up with like really good ideas. Or if, if I'm sitting here and I'm trying to problem solve in the moment during an emergency, like let's not act like there's not value to thinking on your toes. Well, let's talk about freestyling. Okay. If I'm sitting here and I'm freestyling, right. And I've got this beat, right. Right. The beat is going, right. I need to know when to start. I need to know when I'm gonna jump in and I'll come with the beat like this and there is no chance I might miss and you gotta know I missed or not miss and I do it all the time and I came here just to dismiss and say goodbye, I could just keep on going, right? But I found a pattern. I found a pattern. And getting to the idea of finding a pattern is one of the first steps of thinking about the process of how to think on your toes. Cause really, when you're thinking on your toes, you're not really ever thinking on your toes. Like the episode that we did about the gut feelings. When you're thinking on your toes, you're not starting from zero. You're starting from your ability to assess and analyze what's going on in the current moment. You're starting from this place where you have other experiences. You have knowledge. You've got instincts. You've got judgment. So what you do is you try to figure out when you're thinking on your toes, you're listening to the beat. You're listening to the beat. But in this time, it's not actually somebody pounding or a desk or an instrumental track playing. You're listening to what other people are doing. You're listening to the problems that are being posed. You're thinking about the solutions that are being suggested. And as part of the pattern, you've got to figure is this an example where I'm going to come like really with the pattern? Am I going to defy the pattern? Am I going to take it to a whole nother level? But I'm going to figure out what the pattern is. And I'm going to start with something that is going to give me some sort of peace that continues with this pattern. Like for instance, right? If I'm looking at a kid and the kid has a, uh, uh, a situation, a six-month-old in particular has a situation. The situation is this kid is crying and I'm looking at the situation and I'm like, all right, this baby has been fed. This baby just got a diaper change. This baby just took a nap. Why is the baby crying? I want to think of my toes because I've got an important meeting and I got to figure out a way that this baby can be quiet during this time. So 
I'm going to look at this and, and find a pattern. Okay. Okay. Like, what do we usually do during this time of day? Uh, maybe there's like a book that they play with, or maybe there's like some tummy time that I'm missing out on. Like, okay, like I'm going to think about these options. Maybe the baby is growing, right? Because I remember the last time this happened, I had to figure out like, oh, you know what? They probably need a little bit more food than typically. And we haven't really adjusted our patterns because the pattern is changing and I'm observing that it's changing. Okay. So I'm thinking on my toes to solve a situation right here in front of me. When I start thinking about this process of checking for understanding in the classroom or doing formative assessment where I want to know what kids know in the moment, right? Like I'm looking at what's happening. I'm expecting a certain flow. I'm expecting a certain learning curve, right? I'm listening to the beat. But if something throws me off, if something surprises me, if something is offbeat and it's not making sense, I'm like, all right, like we've got to find a pattern here. Where's this gone off? Let me think on my toes. I'm like, ah, that's it. And I'm going to go ahead and reteach this. That's going to be how I'm going to drop my hot fire. Those are going to be the bars that I'm going to spit because I found the pattern and I got there. And I'm trying to think on my toes. Finding the pattern matters. Another thing that's very helpful if I want to learn how to think on my toes and connect this with the process of freestyle rapping is you worry about the words that rhyme. Whenever I start talking to people about like, how do you actually do this? How do you actually like enact the process of creating raps off the top of your head? I always say, don't even worry about anything. All you should do is figure out like, what are the words that rhyme? If you can get me to the point where you have a word that rhymes with another word at the end of a sentence, then you're on your way. What does that actually mean? Well, it sounds like this. If I'm sitting here talking about words that rhyme, maybe it's kind of like the sun that shines. Actually, I'm going to do this. My running time is kind of slow because I don't even stretch enough. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's true, man. I've got to bluff. Actually, what am I saying, man? My thoughts are rough. I don't really understand, man. I feel like I got to do what I can because I'm a hot dude. Listen to this. That verse in and of itself, right, didn't make a whole lot of sense. I didn't really know where I was going with it. But I spent every single moment of that thinking about, I just said a word at the end of a sentence. How can I say another word at the end of another sentence that is going to rhyme in some sort of way with it? Because I'm worrying about the words that rhyme. What does that actually mean when it comes to actually thinking on your toes? Well, the equivalent of the words that rhyme when we're problem solving, whether at home, whether in our offices, in our classrooms, is prioritizing what matters in that moment. Think about, like, if I'm sitting here in a situation where I've got to think of my toes, it's like a mini triage situation. I've got to figure out, like, all right, there's a lot of things that I can say right now, but it's probably a key issue that must be addressed, right? Like, maybe I'm thinking about the safety of a child and I got to figure out like, all right, like what's the word that rhymes with safety in this case? How do I actually get to that part of it? Because the other stuff doesn't really matter. Like I might say the wrong things. I might grab the wrong thing. But at the end of the day, like I've got to make sure that 911 is called or that I call the school nurse or something is figured out. I remember when I got to a point when we just figured out that there was going to be this pandemic. And it was going to be a lot more serious than we thought. Things got out of control. 
And I remember sitting here and wondering, huh, this is going to be interesting. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Everything's going to change. We always had a virtual organization. Think Law worked with schools in 30-something states. So, of course, we had a virtual organization. But this virtual organization wasn't built for me to be at home with my four-year-old and my seven-year-old. So what are we going to do? Well, I focus on the words that rhyme. I focus on the idea that, okay, what do we do? What is the thing that we actually do really well? Well, we know that we provide really, really engaging and interactive and beloved learning experiences for educators. So let me focus on that. Let me focus on making sure that we can do the same exact thing from a virtual context that we do in person. And that's what we did. That's what we focused on. That's what we prioritized. That was our version of the word that rhymes. Because what rhymes with in-person professional development? Virtual professional development. Of course it rhymes. It's the same words at the end. Professional development, right? So a lot of times when you're thinking about finding that pattern, Worrying about the words that rhyme are the part of the pattern that matters the most. And that's how you're able to think on your toes to get to the decision you need to go. I just put out an article with Edutopia that was all about this idea about math for the I don't do math kids. And the ultimate I don't do math kid in the history of like STEM contributions is Thomas Edison. Thomas Edison was not really a math guy. He was a tinkerer. He was someone who like was able to motivate really smart people to do smart things. But if you start looking at his track record of inventions, he wasn't what you would call this massive innovator. Most of what he did was he found the patterns and he worried about the words that rhymed. So a lot of his most important contributions were tweaks off of things that already existed. You can think on your toes because you're figuring out like, well, what's the thing that's going to be different about this one? How am I going to switch up the flow? It sounds like this, but it's going to be a little bit more like this. So find the words that rhyme and prioritize that. Last but not least, you want to make sure that you go off of what you know. You go off of what you know. So a lot of times in leadership, we feel like we've got a huge question around authenticity. We do the same thing in parenting. We do the same thing in our classrooms of like, well, such and such blog told me that I should parent my kids this way. Or, oh, well, this teacher likes to use this super strict tone with their kids. And this teacher likes to do this. And, and, and this business leader likes to, like, you know, stand there at the podium and start pounding the podium. Like, that doesn't make sense. You have to. You have to go off of what you know. You've got to be able to do something that's aligned with your story. You can't think on your toes. If you're not using the toes that are on your body, they're your toes. So you've got to really be able to think and prioritize like your story. So I can say I was gifted since the age of seven. And ever since then, I've been asking questions. And every other teacher looked at me suggesting that I should maybe one day do my lessons because me, I wasn't doing homework or actually no work. They looked at me, they're like, man, man, you a jerk. But it's crazy. I got in trouble. It didn't hurt because look at me now. I'm just wild going berserk. So I'm telling a story, right? I'm telling a story. It's not the greatest story in the universe, but I'm headed to something. I'm going somewhere. I'm able to stay on topic. Part of it is I've already kind of identified the pattern once I started. The other part is 
I was worrying about the words that rhyme, but also because I was telling a story that I knew. I was able to really be able to like tell something that made some sense. I was able to think on my toes and give a coherent response to something because it was my story. So a lot of times we don't really want to think about our stories. We don't really want to put them in a professional setting, but I honestly think that there's more power to our stories than we can actually comprehend. I remember being in law school one time and in law school, we were in a constitutional law class and it was a conversation that started to happen about affirmative action. People had their constitutional arguments, their legal arguments, and they were going back and forth and back and forth. And I remember my law school was interesting because there were three African-Americans in my night program. Um, and I think that year, my second year of law school, there were no African-Americans in the full-time program during the day out of a class of 100 plus kids. And I remember being in this conversation around affirmative action, again, everyone's talking these legal arguments. And, you know, the, 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 the law school classroom is one of those picking on your toes. That's the bread and butter. That's the why. That's like the stereotypical image of what a law school is all about. And I remember getting called on or raising my hand. And I started with this idea where I didn't know what I was going to say. But I listened to the patterns. I listened to the beats. I thought about the words that rhymed, right? I thought about this idea that, like, all right, everyone's hitting this idea around, like, you know, well, this law is this and this, and discrimination is discrimination. And, you know, if you don't want to discriminate by race, then you don't discriminate by race. And I was like, all right, so check this. Um, I didn't say it in, in rhyming form because, you know, I just didn't. But I remember feeling like I was a child who benefited from programs like TRIO programming, like getting a college program as a computer science major called C-STEP in New York State, which gave me access to free tutoring, which gave me access to getting my grades in every one of my math and science and engineering courses in the middle of the semester so I can work more strategically to get there because before that, we would have a lot of black and brown kids get admitted but not finish their degrees in the math and sciences. And if you wanted to have a much more plentiful STEM field, it turned out you actually got to support them with a little bit more detail. And I thought about this idea that like, here I was as the number one ranked kid in this class. And I can tell you definitively that I would not be here without affirmative action and programming that were geared towards my success. And catching the pattern, there's only three of us. So we start thinking about this. I don't know that like the presence of affirmative action is actually limiting opportunity for other folks. I think the question is, what do we do want to make sure that more folks actually have real access? Because I got here but for the grace of God. So when I start thinking about that story, I can freestyle it. I can come up with it. I can think of my toes because guess what? It's my story. I've never said that before in my entire life, but it's my story. So if you could find a way to think about that pattern, worry about the words that rhyme, and go off of what you know, and maybe just maybe stay on beat in the process. And if you don't want to stay on beat, then make that off beat a new beat. And maybe freestyle rapping can help you think on your toes. You know, got the flow, cool, I gotta go. Thank you for listening to the Think Law Podcast. Please subscribe to the podcast by clicking on the subscribe option on whatever platform you're listening to. 
Thank you for helping us create a world where critical thinking is no longer a luxury good. To get the latest and greatest updates about our work, please join our mailing list by texting THINKLAW to 66866. Thank you so much for listening to the Think Law Podcast.